This is Friends After Five, a podcast featuring two coworkers who will hop on this podcast after five as friends. We share our experiences as third culture kids while highlighting voices amongst our fellow Asians and people of color. It's Tina. And I'm Steph. Welcome back to another episode of Friends After Five. We're so glad to have you. So Steph, do you have any plans for this weekend, especially for Mother's Day? Yeah, so Mother's Day is going to be pretty low key, but I'm mostly excited about what I'm getting my mom for Mother's Day. (laughs) What are you getting her? I need ideas. So my mom loves to read, so I'm getting her a book of a month subscription and it's going to be the six month subscription because I think if she likes it, then it's going to be her Christmas gift and I'll get her another subscription. (laughs) That's smart. Yes. Yeah. So I'm super excited about that. Also got her some cool like shampoo and conditioner from Sephora, you know, like the fancy kind where it's like costs more than regular shampoo. Yeah. 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 It makes a difference though, in my opinion. And then I'll be doing that for the gifts and also flowers from Veronica, Arnold's sister. She makes the best flowers. They are so gorgeous. Tina knows. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, I'll be going to virtual church with my parents in the morning. And then we're going to go to our favorite place, Ding Tai Fung for lunch oh my god I still have to go there it's been years since they opened and I still haven't tried it we have to go I'll like literally make a reservation for us after this weekend yeah okay I'm totally down I know it's been like forever and I still haven't gone when you just mentioned that you're gonna give your mom flowers so anytime anyone gives my mom flowers she says it's a waste of money because we have so many flowers in our backyard, like potted plants, mm-hmm. not like flowers in a vase or bouquet, but because we have flowers that we sell or that, you know, that we grow and plant. She's just like, why, why did you get me flowers? I don't need flowers. I already have a bunch of flowers. So <laughs> it's just funny to me how typically flowers would be a really, you know, very valuable and thoughtful gift, but to... An Asian mom, sometimes they're very (laughs) practical and it's not seen as thoughtful as other cultures might perceive it. Well, I think I'm on the same wavelength as your mom, but like personally, once I started receiving good flowers, then I was like, this is worth it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If you just get random flowers from Trader Joe's or like Ralph's, like, no, that's gross. But if you get nice... (laughs) quality flowers and like a really amazing intricate arrangement then I'm like this I can appreciate because the flowers last so much longer too like as long as you take care of it you know cut the stems keep it out of direct sunlight I think it can last a long time and make your days a little brighter Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I never knew how fresh flowers can really brighten your day and providing that little color and stimulation (laughs) yeah totally anyways what are you doing for Mother's Day Tina Oh, so for Mother's Day, I am going to go over to my mom's house and we're going to go eat together. We usually celebrate holidays with my aunt and uncle's family because we're pretty close. So we're going to do that. I'm not sure what we're eating yet, but I also still have to get my mom a gift. She's just so hard because she doesn't like anything. I remember the Mother's Day gift I got her. I got her a bag last year and she... 
has been telling me throughout COVID to return it because she already has a lot of bags what? and she didn't need it. Yeah. I still haven't returned it yet. So she was like, if you haven't returned it yet, then just give it back and I'll use it, I guess. But she wanted me to return it so I could save money and not spend it so frivolously on a bag, I guess, even though it was for her practicality. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. really nice of her. Like, that's a good sentiment. Well, my mom is also really hard to shop for. And I got her shoes one time that she hated, but she just returned it and bought something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My mom will probably return it and just be like, oh, save your money. No. My mom just bought something else with the money. So I'm like, okay, at least you're still getting something. Yeah. No, I think I'd rather she do that. So I don't feel as bad of a daughter that, you know, she doesn't even want anything or just told me to return it. And I ended up not really getting her anything. Yeah, it's hard because I usually try asking people, like, if it's, like, a birthday, graduation or something, I ask Mm. them beforehand, like, what do you want? And, like, if you don't tell me what you want, it's your fault that I'm not getting (laughs) you something you like. And I'm very clear. When people ask me what I want, I tell them, like, okay, like, I'll send you the link or I really like working out. So, hint, get me something that has to do with that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. you're We're, like, the complete opposites because when people ask me what I want, I'm like... I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> but then you could get a end up getting something you don't need or that you don't like. Yeah, no, totally. I guess I should just keep a list of things I want like you do and then it'll be easier. All right. So we wanted to dedicate this episode to our lovely and amazing moms. In this episode, we will discuss our relationships with our moms and the impact they've had on our lives. So Tina, how close are you with your mom and what's your favorite activity to do together? With me and my mom, we're not super close just because there is a language barrier and cultural differences between us. So she is an immigrant and I'm first generation. It's so hard for me to communicate with her sometimes. I wish I could communicate with her as freely and openly as I could with my friends. But unfortunately, because of my limited language abilities, it's kind of difficult. I can converse in basic Vietnamese, you know, but to go beyond superficial topics, it's a lot harder for me to discuss with her. For me, I've always wanted to learn more Vietnamese so that I could further develop my relationship with my parents. With my dad, it is a little bit easier to communicate because he does speak English. He is kind of the translator in the family. So I know sometimes when I speak English with my dad, my mom's always like, oh, don't speak English with her. Speak Vietnamese so she can learn. But it's so much easier just to talk in English clearly. And if we were to speak in Vietnamese, I'd probably just be quiet because I wouldn't even know how to say it in uh, Vietnamese. One thing I do love to do with my mom is shop together. So my mom, she tailors and does alterations. I believe my parents used to do it when I was younger, kind of as a side hustle. So I remember growing up as a kid, they would always be sewing in the back room. When I go and try out outfits with my mom, she always has an eye for what looks good on me and what doesn't. Even though a lot of the times when I was younger, I really wanted, you know, the... I don't know, the flared pants or whatever the trend was. And my mom would be like, no, that doesn't look good on you or whatever, whatever it was, you know. So as a kid, I just wanted to fit in and 
where the trends at the time I don't even remember what they were I mean they're all coming back now like I don't know I'm not I'm not in it I'm not hip enough to know Steph would know though no I love flare jeans I'm so obsessed with them (laughs) wait really I just like barely knew about them coming back again yeah skinny jeans are out Gen Zers make fun of millennials for like skinny jeans and like side parts. And I'm like, yes. I was like, I love flare jeans. <laughs> the middle part. I was like, that's me to a T and the claw clips. Oh, I love the claw clips. Those are cute. I do also have a middle part. So I'm kind of staying on trend. But I love skinny jeans. I don't know. Flare jeans to me is so, it reminds me of fourth grade, I guess. So maybe those weren't the best times for me. So it's a bit triggering. I'm not sure. Uh, What about you, Steph? How close are you with your mom and what's your favorite activity to do together? When I was little, I think my mom and I had a really close relationship. We were like Lorelai and Rory from Gilmore Girls, for those of you that have seen it. It's like a cute mother-daughter duo and they're super close, tell each other all, all their secrets. I was very high maintenance as a kid and super energetic. I think you're still high maintenance now, but not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Just means you have standards. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, I used to be worse, I think, because (laughs) I just feel like I want a toy. I want it now. Like we have to go get it and I would get it. (laughs) So yeah, that was my childhood and we were best friends. She was like truly someone I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew my mom was super smart. We would do math together, which sounds super Asian, but I don't know what kind of Asian kid doesn't have workbooks to do during the summer or go to classes, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I always had to go to summer school, even though I didn't need it. It was to get ahead of your peers. Good times, good times. I love knowing like, (laughs) you know, calculus before everyone else did. Yeah, so I'm at home, so... I think my mom and I are still pretty close. I wouldn't say we share everything or that we go out to bars together and drink. We don't do that. Yeah, that would be a little disturbing. I think it's cute. I've seen my friends and their moms go out together and I've been with them. Their mom's like, you know, getting down on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that or or party with any of my friends moms so to me that's just a foreign idea it was pretty foreign to me at first because I think Asian moms they're like we're not trying to be your best friends I don't know if you were brought up with the same sentiment yeah and I know some other moms they want to also be their daughter's best friend and that's just I guess difference in parenting styles I think it's definitely really cool Mm -hmm. but I just know personally yeah we're not there and that's totally fine (laughs) Maybe on vacation, we'll go drink one night together and it'll be fun, but not every day or every weekend. And yeah, my favorite activity to do with my mom is pretty low key because we just get lunch together when I have days off of work. And I think it's pretty fun just to go and like sit down, check in and talk. Yeah, that's awesome. So Steph, what do you think is a pro slash con about having an Asian or immigrant mom? Okay, so I think a pro is that they make the best food. I used to be super ungrateful and always want American food like burgers or pizza. But then I went to college, lived in a sorority. We had chefs, but they would cook pretty standard food because if you're making a meal for 100 plus people, you cannot give them kimchi jjigae or 
jump links made from scratch, like you cannot give that to people because they probably will not like it. Every Asian or ethnic immigrant mom just cooks the best food. And I'm personally not into American food that much just because I don't know. It's like just not for me. I'm sure some people love it, but just not for me. And con, I would say is the tiger mom stereotype. Yeah, what is the tiger mom stereotype? What does that mean? For those of you who don't know, it's someone who drives their child to study hard regardless of their emotional and social well-being. And I know a couple moms this does apply to because I used to go to a pretty conservative Taiwanese Christian church. And some of the moms there were so scary and pretty intimidating. I remember they were so harsh and the few conversations I had with them really scarred me for life. Oh, wow. Just from a casual conversation, they intimidated you that much? So some examples of how scary they would be is that they would shame you for doing something minor. Example, you wear a tank top and eyeliner to church in the sixth grade. Someone's going to say something to your face. And another thing is that they would brag about their kids and it was super toxic. So like Mm -hmm. if one kid did Mm -hmm. something well, like, oh, like they won an award, they got into an Ivy League, no one would be Mm -hmm. happy for them because they'd be all so jealous. Yes, definitely can concur with that. I don't know, like one upping of each other. I don't know if it's an Asian thing or a parent thing, but I think it does. It is more pertinent to Asian cultures of bragging about your kids and one upping each other, proving their worth as a parent through by proxy of their kid in a way. Yeah, I definitely think all parents do this you know, across all races, but Asian parents do it more. And because these moms are so controlling, obviously their kids are byproduct of that kind of upbringing. And if you're yelling and disciplining your kids every day, they're going to be scared of you and probably shut down. So yeah, no, definitely. I think that also plays kind of into the stereotype of Asians being more submissive, because maybe of the way we were raised, if we were raised by more of a strict disciplinarian then we kind of maybe eternalize that and then learn to be submissive or you know just put our head down kind of get through things yeah as I think it's just kind of like a coping mechanism in a way it's definitely rough and then in Asian cultures as well we don't really communicate as effectively Mm -hmm. I know that there isn't really that much communication it's just like oh if you did something wrong a lot of things are done passive aggressively or there's like a silent treatment and then you kind of don't talk about it. You kind of just treat each other with a silent treatment. And then after a few days go by, act as if everything is normal. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, it's the same. So I think that's why I'm in therapy now is that I can work on communicating more effectively with people because if you don't tell them what's wrong, how are they going to know that you have an issue or you know you you felt hurt by something? Yeah. And also, I think that me and you, Tina, are both pretty empathetic people and we listen to other people and can anticipate other people's needs before, you know, it's addressed. And I think that's something I've had to work on is just knowing that not everyone is like me. Sometimes I'll go the extra mile for people, Mm -hmm. but they won't see it. So it's just about knowing that people 
aren't like you. And sometimes you have to say like, hey, I really need you to be there for me for this event. Or like, I really need you to do this. Or even it's telling them like, hey, I just did that for you. So, you know, like <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that stuff. I actually am going through that right now where I realize some things that I do for people, not that I expect them to bow down to me and be like, oh my God, Tina, that was amazing. But even if it's not really acknowledged or appreciated as much as I feel like it should be, that's not something I should take personally. But also I don't do those things for their appreciation or for their acknowledgement. But I mean, it's nice to have it's better just to be straightforward with how you're feeling, but also not really expect people to be on the same page as you all the time. And that's okay, too. What about you? What do you think is a pro and con of having an Asian or immigrant mother? Yeah, so I have some similar perspectives as you, staff, for sure. A pro is, I agree, definitely all the food. Since I moved out, whenever I come back home, on the weekends, my mom's always like, what do you want to eat? I'll make it for you. And she always makes the best food. It's like hot pot with like all these different shrimp and fish and vegetables and the broth. So everything is just so lovingly made and you can taste the love in, in like every bite. So I know that that's how she shows her love for us. Also, another pro is that in the Asian culture, we're really family oriented. We think more about the group and the collective well-being of the society, but over in like more Western cultures like America, everything is a lot more individualistic and more about me, me, me. So I do appreciate having that insight into thinking more about others. So I think it is a good marriage of, uh, of being mindful of both the collective well-being of a group as well as individually standing up for yourself because I think that's also really important I think not a lot of people have that kind of mindset and it is interesting maneuvering the world and being like okay like this is better for the group but like I see everyone else and they're all about themselves so it is a little bit of an adjustment but I love that I've grown up with that kind of mindset as well and it's helped me plan better for the future and just be kinder to those around me Exactly. Yeah, I think it just makes you a better person. Uh, con, as Steph mentioned, is definitely has to do with the tiger mom stereotype. Um, I think I mentioned this before in the past where their perspectives are just more blunt and it can come off as more critical or harsh. So sometimes my mom would make comments about my weight or the way I look, which I thought was normal or normal for Asian families. But then I would talk to my friends and they'd be like, no, my mom never says anything about the way I look or anything negative. So I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so, I mean, I know it's nothing personal per se, but it is a little rough to have to grow up hearing that because especially as a kid, you're a little bit more vulnerable and sensitive. Having to grow up with more criticism was a little bit difficult. And again, I think that's why I'm going to therapy is to work through all that criticism that I had to hear as a kid. And Same. And I know this episode is supposed to be, you know, all about being grateful for our moms and stuff, but I can relate to that sentiment. <laughs> Which we are. I think that's part of the reason why I go to therapy too, because... Obviously, our parents have the best intentions when they're raising us, but 
like you said, sometimes it can come off a little bit harsh or critical. So I think when I was little, I would do little mistakes like talk back or not do good in school, but I would get in so much trouble. Like it was like the world was ending. Like it was just so terrible. The punishment did not match what I did as a child because I was still learning. So now when something happens to me, like I'm having an awesome day and something goes wrong. Oh, like my boyfriend forgot to get me like avocados on my sandwich. Then I'm like, I flip out. I'm like, this is a terrible day. Like this day's over. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I definitely did also go through that, but I think I tried to hide a lot of things from them. So I didn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are three things you most admire about your mom? So the first thing that I most admire about my mom is how loving and selfless she is. She will always put others before herself. And as I mentioned before, she shows her love through food and her cooking. She will cook up a storm for every day or special occasions. And then that's why on Thanksgiving is like the (laughs) one day a year that I try to reciprocate that by cooking up. A storm as well and cooking is itself is such a chore to me probably because I'm not good at it and I don't do it very well and she was always there for us too and would pick us up always from school or from any extracurriculars we had I know sometimes when I had meetings at a different location mm-hmm. that wasn't at school she would just wait for the hour or two instead of having to drive back and forth she would just wait for me there I don't know. It was just like so much time invested into us that I know moms may not always get the appreciation for, unfortunately, because it's societal expectation for moms to do all of this. What they do, they go Mm -hmm. above and beyond for their kids. And I think it should definitely be more appreciated. The second thing is I really admire how brave and courageous she was to have sacrificed everything in her past life in order to move to a different country for a better life. She came here not knowing any English, not having any money, and I just find it so amazingly courageous how immigrants in general pretty much just leave with just the clothes on their backs and maybe a few dollars in their pockets to start a whole new life, maybe in a country where they don't know any of the cultural norms or the language. I find it so intimidating just to move to a different city, you know, like move, moving to LA or San Francisco <laughs> to me is super intimidating. And I know the language, and I know the culture. So I can't even imagine going to a different country, not knowing what to expect, and trying to make a better life for yourself and for your future family. That to me, I've always really appreciated. Yeah, it's like a different mindset, because you have to have so much grit and resilience Especially if you look different from the place you're immigrating to, like you have to face discrimination. Maybe you didn't go to college in that country that you're moving to. And there's so many barriers. Like you said, I would not move to like Europe. Even if I was to move to Asia, like I'd be so scared. Oh, yeah. Asia. Oh, my God. I would not be able to communicate. It would be really (laughs) nerve wracking for sure. Okay. And then the third thing is that my mom is actually quite the entrepreneur because She actually sells plants as a side hustle. I don't know if it's like an Asian thing as well, but they grow a bunch of plants. Our backyard is pretty much a jungle. There's just plants everywhere, flowers everywhere. They sell some of the herbs and flowers and plants to get 
a little extra money. I think the plants thing is an Asian thing because my dad, he is super into plants. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think maybe as you get older too, you just find a more, you find more appreciation for nature maybe and gardening is a really healthy hobby too. Okay, so Steph, what about you? What are three things you most admire about your mom? Yeah, so I thought it was interesting how you mentioned fashion earlier. Same with my mom. She <laughs> loves having things that no one else has. And I think she definitely has a great eye for like styles and trends. And I love that she tries to be an individual instead of getting what everyone else has. She'll sometimes get me clothes or bags that I'll be like, you know, iffy about as well. But every time I wear it, I get lots of compliments. And then I know I'm like, this is cool. And then I start feeling like better and better about it. And like being the only one with that kind of style Mm -hmm. that really just works with you is a great feeling, in my opinion. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, your style and your fashion definitely outwardly reflects how you feel inside as well. And the fact that, yeah, your mom has great taste definitely helps too. Exactly. And the second thing I said was pretty much the same as you. My mom puts in 110% effort and dedication to the family. From when I was little, I knew she would always go above and beyond to make everyone's lives a little easier. If I was at school and I needed something, she would immediately drive it over. And I told my friend that this happened Mm because I think I was already in college then. I was taking a community college class just for the summer. And she like drove me something because I needed extra credit. And my friend was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe your mom just did that in the middle of the day. (laughs) But something that I read recently is that if you give disproportionately, it can cause burnout. I have been working on not burdening my mom as much and really asking her what she wants instead of constantly taking things or time away from her. And I'm honestly not sure if I'm doing a good job, but I am trying. The intention is there. Oh, I love that stuff. It's kind of like the book, The Giving Tree. I don't know if you remember that book. It's an analogy to parenthood, but the tree gives so much to the little boy or something. And then at the end, It's like literally just a stump and it just shows you the metaphor between how much our parents give to their children and how sometimes it may not be appreciated. I love that you are working to at least show your mom the appreciation and not burden her as much. I mean, I don't really know, but yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, the effort counts for sure. Yeah. And then the last thing that my mom is pretty open-minded So she is me and my sister's biggest supporters. I think she is like probably our like number one fans. She is all about us. So something that I'm really into is books and podcasts. And anytime I tell her to check something out, she does. And I also feel like it is really easy for us to talk about things because my mom is also super empathetic. So I love that I can talk to her about world issues or things that are going on and count on her to be on the right side. Okay, so for our next segment, we asked our moms several questions and we're going to share the answers. Little caveat, as I mentioned for the upteenth time, there is a language barrier between my mom and I. So I had to ask my dad the questions (laughs) and then he asked my mom. For the first question, Steph, What did your mom say to, what would you have named me if I was born the opposite gender? Yeah, so she had two names, Daniel and Jacob. 
What about you? Okay, so my dad said we knew you were a girl, so we couldn't think <laughs> about a boy name. That's so practical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, practicality is all about practicality. Um, okay, Steph, what about what is your mom's proudest accomplishment? She said back in Toronto when she had to support herself and she was working at the same time, she was able to move out of Lao Lao's house and Lao Lao means grandma in Mandarin. So she got herself a nice job working in the office and got accepted into University of Toronto, which is the top university in Canada. So props to her. Wow. Congratulations, Mama Sai. <laughs> she said she also helped her sister Charlene move out with her. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Immigrant moms man they do it all so yeah what was something your mom liked about the way she was raised and wanted to do for her children what I got was she just wanted you to be healthy happy and successful in life yeah so same question to you Steph what was something your mom liked about the way she was raised that she wanted to do for you guys My mom said that she remembers in her childhood, every weekend, her parents would take her and her siblings to a nice park and picnic, and her mom would always prepare like many dishes for the picnic, or sometimes on the weekend, her parents would take her and her siblings out to watch movies, and after the movie, they would go to a really nice restaurant, and they would take the taxi, and they ate at all kinds of restaurants, and she said that in her memories, they hardly had any arguments in front of them. And their dad would always go grocery shopping with their mom during the weekend. And those were something that were always in her heart, spending time being with my children as much as I can to enjoy family outings. Every moment is a treasure for me. Oh, that was so beautiful. I loved all the uh, memories that, you know, that question brought up for her too. Yeah. And then last question, what does your mom love most about being a mother? So my dad said for my mom, so in Vietnamese culture, part of being a mom is taking responsibility for all that we did and to love our children above everything else. Oh, I love that. Okay. And yeah, same thing to you, Steph. What does your mom love most about being a mom? She said, being a mom is a challenging job. I always want my children to be the happiest. Watching how they grew up, my honors to be a part of their life, help them to grow up. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, it sounds like both our moms have like the strong sentiment of like putting their children first. And yeah, that must be a tough thing to do. She always tells me this too. She's always like, you don't understand until you have kids, like what I'm going through, (laughs) how hard you make my life. Okay, so that was this week's episode that was dedicated to our moms. Our moms give their all and go 110% for their kids, which is something that we definitely appreciate and love to highlight more in society. Everything they do should not be taken for granted. And we just want to give all the moms all the love and all the support in the world, especially for everything that they've done for us. Okay, so Zav, do you want to tell our listeners where they can follow us on social media? Yeah, sure. So you can follow us on Instagram at friends after five and Tina at Tina Honey with two Y's and me at Steph Christabel. Have a good week, guys. Bye.
Bye.